I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast, where a couple friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Yes. Yes. So good to be back on another episode of the ATC pod. Yes. Uh, how you been this uh, week? It's been pretty good. This week has been very relaxing in terms of really? I haven't really watched any movies. Okay. Yeah. I've been... The only movie I saw this week, and it happened because I s- visited my dad, uh, I saw Deep Impact. I had seen it before, but oh, okay, I, right. I rewatched it. And I don't think I've seen Deep Impact. It's funny because it's one of the movie twins that we mentioned yes, uh, yes. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, I I guess I understand why Armageddon gets remembered more than Deep Impact does. Mm-hmm. And it's because Armageddon, even though, spoiler alert, Bruce Willis <laughs> dies. Right. But it's more of a happy ending than what happens in Deep Impact. Oh, really? Yeah. Deep Impact is a very sour note of a movie the entire time is just like dread of what's to come so yeah so i think that's why it's remembered not so as you fondly watch deep impact yeah i watched caso cerrado all oh, weekend <laughs> um if you don't know what caso yeah, cerrado is if people don't know it's basically um telemundo show stars um it basically like a judge judy show people's court except it is not people's court she is not a true judge um she's just like a mediator and people go on and their stories are absolutely crazy insane um and my grandmother loves it to bits so like we were watching Castle Sorado all weekend and again like the theme song of it is so freaking annoying like it's pretty bad it's pretty bad and uh but anyway so i watched that all weekend and then i got in i made her watch a little bit of ferris bueller's day off (laughs) right before (laughs) i left and drove back home uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so yeah so yeah that's pretty much been our week but what's been uh, going on with us Uh, yeah pretty much now Here's here's the thing. We're not reviewing a movie this week. No, we're we're, not. we're really continuing this trend here at the beginning of the year of not reviewing movies and talking about movies, but not mm-hmm. the movies themselves. Not specific movies, and this all this episode really came about because I refused to watch the Call of the Wild this weekend. <laughs> which Are you telling Harrison me you Ford. didn't want to see Harrison Ford <laughs> interact with a CGI dog? No. <laughs> I like saw the trailer and I was like, absolutely not. I am not gonna go see that movie. There's no way you can make me. I refuse. So number one at the box office. Oh come on! I don't want to talk about it. So yeah. <laughs> we're just we decided to go in a totally different direction, something that we haven't done before, and we're gonna just rant about movie movie topics and things that really just annoy us it's probably going to be extremely personal to us oh for sure and you have your list i have mine i think we should get into it it's about five about five things on your list each pretty much and uh yeah it we're gonna turn up the volume on this a bit uh, because these are things that irk us. These are things that are annoying really to us. bother us. Bother us, yeah. yes. And so with that said, let's uh, let's get onto the therapy couch here. Oof. And Jessica, I'm going to let you start off. What oh, is the man. first thing you would like to I air your talk about, Okay, I want to talk about Amelie, which Amelie is the, the French, French film. language film from 2001. Okay. 
Okay, just so we're all talking about the same thing. It is classified firmly as a romance, as a comedy in IMDb and everywhere. Okay. My question is, why? Um, (laughs) I watched the movie. I watched this movie with the expectation of a romance, knowing that this movie is on best of lists, lists left, left and right. And it's been nominated for five Oscars. Five Oscars. That's that's a lot of Oscars. So when I came, I was expectations were high. So I was a little confused when the movie turned out not to be a romance and actually not to be good at all. <laughs> okay, it's about this French girl living in Paris. There's no overarching romance between her and somebody else. In fact, she explicitly says in voiceover that the man she's not in love with, she's sleeping with the man, and he's she's not in love with him. Okay. So I, because I was talking with coworkers about this, about the enigma that is Amelie, and I had to look it up. I looked it up on Google. Why is Amelie good? To see what I was missing. (laughs) I had to see what I was missing. I was like, maybe someone can explain to me. So basically, people loved it and showed out at the theaters in droves to see it in America, which was a big deal back then, 20 years ago. Because right. people French don't like cinema. to read. <laughs> no, people don't like to read subtitles over well, yeah, in America. We're very well aware of that. So people showed out to see it. And it's because it's just French. It's French and it's charming. But is it though? No, that's the thing. It was filmed like all over Paris and Montmartre. It featured a lot of like culture, bistros, food, soccer, car, outdoor markets, And that doesn't make a good film. (laughs) That does not make a good film. I hated it, hated it, hated it so much. I thought it was like nails on chalkboard. Oh, my God. Have you seen Amelie? No, I have not. Well, I can't even say. Well, it's a pleasure. Like, I was confounded. Yeah, you've had that with certain movies where. Like, why? You don't understand the appeal or why people rave about it. Yeah. And then when you watch it, it's just like, people this is can, what people are raving about? They were just like, it's so charming. It's so charming. I'm like, number one, why is it a romance? Right. On lists that are like best of romances, best romance movies. Mm. I'm Lee up there. So yeah. that's what I went. I went in thinking. Yeah, you like, went in. Oh, okay. Like notebook. Like, you know, other great, like top best of like romance movies right, or whatever. Of course. Instead, I get like. <laughs> This Wes Anderson ripoff. Oh my god! Of like this sleepy little French portion of the city in Paris, and like get out. It doesn't sound get very out. appealing. No. Anyway, what what's on your list, bro? All right, so that was uh, <laughs> that the first was of many things. That's my. List. All right, uh, I'm gonna start off with uh, this small movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Titanic. No. Um, it stars, yeah, it's going to start, it stars this guy, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's really made a name for himself Mm. after this movie, Uh but in all seriousness, uh, we got to let it go and not the movie, not the movie. Okay. But this whole conversation of that he could have fit on the board. I can't stop. I, oh my God. Like this, 
all the time people just post up just randomly on social media oh jack could have fit on the board and then somebody did an entire science experiment of how he could have fit on the board or how they could have laid on the board if they both fit and how they wouldn't have toppled over stop it was a little over 22 years ago he's dead like we're good it's a great romance it's a fun james cameron it's a secretly a good action movie as well yeah but i don't care anymore about the fact that he didn't fit on the board or that he she let him go Uh we're done it's over i know we're finished with that i feel that i feel that and again like i don't feel it to the extent that you do but i understand where you're coming from that it's like stop we're beating a dead horse yes because it's people that just won't let go which rose did (laughs) if rose did why can't you Yeah. Come on, people. I know. And then they like really harass like the actors every now and oh, then. Oh my god. Like Kate I feel Bl- so bad Kate for Blanchett, them. that's the wrong actor. Uh Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. And even like Celine Dion, they're like, Celine, do you think <laughs> that Leo? Like they're still been? answering this question twenty two years later. Celine's like, I don't give two shits, but Thank I'll you. answer your question. Thank you. <laughs> I have made my money off this movie already. I don't need to really answer any questions concerning it, but okay. Um, right. It's oh, like it's, it's it's ridiculous that this is the thing that people have obsessed obsessed about about this right, movie. Right, right. Like yeah. I get obsessing over the romance, really good. Even the scene where he's drawing, you know, paint me like one of your French girls. Like <laughs> I get, get, I get that. Yeah, like that. I get if like that's the obsessive thing, right? Uh huh. But the but fact like, that this, is this part, I know, I know, became the thing that people were like. I'll never let go, Jack. Well, why'd you let him go? Like oh stupid God. memes like that, you know? Relax. It's not exactly. that serious. It's not that serious. I, I, I get what you're saying. So that saying. is, for me, let it go just like Rose did. He's dead. We're good. <laughs> Live with the good. Stop bringing up that stupid board. <laughs> okay. All right. So my next one, let's, let's talk about Kevin Costner. Let's take it slow. Oh, here we go. Okay, so I you've heard me talk about this. We've had this conversation, We've had this but conversation. I think okay. listeners will be so, interested. Kevin Costner, y'all know him as American actor. He has 62 acting credits to his name. But it might as well be boiled down to just one or two because he plays the same dang character every film he does. Kevin Costner, <laughs> listen, Kevin Costner only plays one man, and that's Kevin Costner. <laughs> look look i'm not even done so in dances with wolves the 1990 film which he famously directed and starred in the movie won seven oscars why i don't know his performance i liken it to burnt toast i liken it look i liken it to dropping your napkin on the floor in a restaurant I liken it to the check engine light turning on in your car. It's like so annoying. He delivers every line the same way in this monotone voice. No inflection, no emotion, no modulating the voice. It's all one note on the piano. And it's so obviously bad because most of the movie, most of the movie is voiceover. It's voice over everything. So like, what even is Kevin Costner still doing? Also, I want to touch on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves really fast. Go right ahead. <laughs> this is, look, Robin Hood is a British folklore character. Kevin Costner is playing said character. 
He's the only mofo without a British accent in that movie. <laughs> he just it? completely whiffed on it and said, you know what? I'm just going to be me. <laughs> like, what is life? So, look, the only movie I tolerate Kevin Costner in is there, there's actually two movies. The Bodyguard and The Guardian. Mostly because he's got like he's playing like a PTSD character in right. the Guardian, and it seems to work that he's like kind of a stoic, hard ass teacher or whatever. And then the bodyguard, same, it's the same deal. Like he's just like hard ass, um, type type A kind of uh, stick in the mud kind of kind of guy. And the really, the bodyguard lives off of like Whitney Houston and her legacy and the charisma that she brought to like one of her only roles. Um, not that Kevin Costner was exactly the best bodyguard they could have gotten, but beside the point. That's besides the point. That's my, ugh, I could go on and on about Kevin Costner, but that's, that's. I bet you could. I bet you could. How do you there's feel about so Kevin Costner? Mo- like, honestly. He's been inoffensive to me, but he's never been. <laughs> The one to stand out in a movie for me either. Look. He's just there. I could say the same thing about like Michael Caine. Oh. Michael Caine plays Michael Caine. (laughs) On Michael Caine. On Michael Caine. But he doesn't offend me like Kevin Costner does. Honestly. I I can't explain it for you. It's. I know what you're saying, though. Yes. Like, he is very bland. Oh, my god! In a movie. Like, there's... He's not very charismatic, either. No. No. I've Like, other people have, like, range. Right. Where is his range? Apparently not on the screen. Oh, my God. Okay. I All can, right. That's it for Kevin Costner. All right. My turn. <laughs> uh, this one uh, was kind of brought to me because... Of the movie 1917. Okay. I think we're done with the war World War movies. Okay. I yeah. don't think we need any more. Mm. I think it's just been done. Like, yeah. what more could you add to the narrative of mm. a world World War movie? Like, the point's been made. Two. The point's been made. Yeah. Like, and look, those are huge <laughs> events. Because they involve the world. I get it. But do we need to keep rehashing it every <laughs> five to six years with a new movie? More British it. people just like yeah. taking our roles, by the way. Just like because they play American roles randomly. But I don't know what it is, this fascination of like, you know what? Let's relive the worst moment in world history. Uh-huh. That happened twice. <laughs> Let's get excited about watching Tom Hanks go into yeah. <laughs> Normandy. <laughs> and his entire crew is pretty much taken out in the bloodiest massacre. Yeah, let's relive that. I think that uh, is great. Yeah, I <clears throat> I, I see what you're saying. I, like, no, I get it. I, I'm mm. cool with the movies we have. We don't need any more yeah. Hollywood. We're good. Put a cap on it. Put a cap on it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I have. But okay. it's just one that's of those a pretty things. Mild one. It's but a mild yeah. one, but I, I still got more. I still got more. Okay. Okay. All right. So, moving right along, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> Pretty Woman. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, this one is a recent one because I was thinking of movies that really annoy me and Pretty Woman came up in my mind. So, 
Again, classic story about a hooker with a heart of gold, played by Julie Roberts, in a career-making role, except a hooker with a heart of gold? I mean... Think about it! Yeah. Come on! The way her character Vivian berates her roommate Kit for spending all their rent money on drugs... That's probably closer <laughs> to the truth. That's pro- that's the closest to the truth. Closest this movie to gets. the truth. The both women are independent hookers without a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so many things I have to suspend my disbelief for, like just right there. So people love this love story, right? They really do. They love. This they love really story. do. I can't see how this can be considered an all-time love story. Richard Gere was forty-one years old when he started in this movie, and he looked it. Yes, he did. Julia Roberts was 23 and she looked it. You're telling me. Okay. So you're telling me that a romance with almost a 20 year age gap is peak. (laughs) That this is a lasting relationship. No, this. Look, tell me if a 41 year old requisitions a 23 year old for sex in real life is marriage on the table. No, (laughs) that ain't happening. I can't even deal. So, okay. The worst offense to me that this movie commits is the last line of the movie. So, do do you remember it? Do you know it? No, no, say it. Okay, so Richard Gere, uh, Edward, climbs up the stairs of Vivian's building in a grand gesture to get her back. And in a reference to fairy tales and damsels or princesses in distress, he asks her, so what happens after he climbs up and rescues her? And she says she rescues him right back. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, okay. Like the construction of the line itself, the delivery, the content of what she's saying, it lets out any air out of the room with its whopping cacophony. I can't even have this level of shit in my life. It makes me so angry to hear that last line. She rescues him right back. What? What is she rescuing? <laughs> let me let me throw this. What is she what rescuing him from? Rescuing him from. Quite He's the me. one with the money. He has He's- all the money. She was be- basically begging her, her, begging him to like take her be- and get her out of this life. Uh, what is she rescuing him from? <sighs> nothing. 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 She look. We love Julia Roberts, but as the character, she has nothing to offer him. <laughs> I mean, it's well, got to be it's got to be great sex. For what? Right. The sex has <laughs> got to be great <laughs> for him okay. to just like blow through all the money and be like, "Yep, I want this for the rest of my life." Yeah. So, quick side note: I really like Jason Alexander as the like as token the dick in that movie. The token, yeah. He he plays that he part very really well. well. Yeah. Is it is it that far off from George Costanza? Yes, I think it's super far. Yeah, he's a there's little more grimy. He's to, a little more uh, grimy to it. Yeah, there's an yeah. innocence to George Costanza, and this yeah. guy's like you know, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, right. What's your next thing? My next one. So, you and I go to the movies often. All the time. All the time. I have two different ones, but I'm going to focus on one right now. Okay. When we go to a 7 o'clock movie, the movie does not start not even 5, 10, 15 <laughs> minutes after that. It starts 25 minutes after that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like I could, in theory, and I've practiced this, like, hey, I got us tickets for the 715. Oh, I just left work at 7. <laughs> I'll be there at 730, but it doesn't matter because they're still going to be in trailers. Yes. You have done that. I've I have done, done that. that. Yes. <clears throat> it's ridiculous that AMC, and this is AMC. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, because I've been to other theaters, but AMC plugs in 25 minutes of commercial and trailers before the movie starts. It is ridiculous. How many trailers do we need before a movie? Also, by the way, why are you showing us a commercial for your own theater? In the movie theater, we're already in. Hey, do you want to go to AMC? By the way, you're sitting in an AMC. Here, get some popcorn from AMC. Here's a Coca-Cola from AMC. Like, At least they ditched like, the goofy guy that had a thing of popcorn and then he like yes. spills it all over himself yeah he now he's just out. eating the popcorn at least i got some joy out of seeing like the popcorn thing because it was so dumb this was so ridiculous it was so ridiculous but like it's so many commercials how many times have we seen the m&m's commercial oh no this is an envelope like how many times have we seen that commercial <laughs> how many times so have well. we <laughs> how many times have we seen Ma- Maria Menounos talk about Nuvi? Oh. How many times are oh. we going to see some of these terrible, terrible commercials? And then on top of that, five to six trailers. Like, wow. it's it's enough. And then on top of that, Dolby. <laughs> oh, my. Don't get me started. That's another Dolby. three minutes added because they play their own thing. The like, hey, you're, you're watching Dolby. a Dolby this movie. This is black. This yeah. is like Dolby Black. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's just, high it's just, contrast. they put great. It's just I'm high like, contrast. I'm already sitting in the theater, bro. You we know we're watching me. Dolby. Yeah. <laughs> we know it. Don't, oh you don't have to gosh. sell us on it. We and already it bought in. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it does. Like it Dolby. rumbles through the seats. Oh my but, God. So rude. Like, AMC, look, I get it. You're trying to hype yourselves up, but we're already in the chair. You're, pe- <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. We're already there. Yeah. We, we're bought into AMC <laughs> stubs. <laughs> we're bought into A-list. We're good. Have signs outside of the theater. But yeah. during the movie commercials for your own theater, come on, man. I know. It's too much. It's too oh, much. Think about it. Jeez. Believe okay. me, I'm trying to apply in my night, and then I have to do math in my head. Okay, so this movie's an hour and a half, but there's 25 minutes before that are all trailers. So what time are we going to get out? Oh like, my god, it's always like, yeah, add an extra 30 minutes onto the movie time. Yeah, it's it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that is my third bit of ranting there. What's your next one? <sighs> okay, so Uh-oh. let me just start from a calm place. So, okay, let me, let me start by saying that I'm going to talk about Les Mis, and I'm talking about the 2012 musical movie adaptation starring Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway, and Russell Crowe. Okay. Okay. There does exist another much better movie adaptation, Sand Singing, from 1998, which stars Liam Neeson, Uma Thurman, and Jeffrey Rush. I've seen both of these. That movie is wonderful. The 2012 movie is trash. I showed up to the theater. (laughs) Look, I showed up to the theater. I was excited. I was expectant. I was looking forward to seeing this movie. I love the cast. And I had seen the stage production on the West End of Les Mis. I went to the 25th anniversary performance at the O2 in London. I was prepped. 
So when the opening scenes were happening and the actual music was mixed super low and the voices seemed to be super strained and tired and more than anything, the pacing was all off. I was shocked. Shocked. (laughs) This is not the polished, gorgeous musical that I saw on stage. This was raw and it was wrong. These are not professional singers, obviously. Hugh Jackman friggin' bust in a vein every time he sang. Every time. He was friggin' screaming through all the softer portions of his songs, completely missing the dynamics there. Um, Friggin' Amanda Seyfried with her bird-like chirping instead. Oh my God, what is that singing voice? So instead of like being a strong, confident soprano, she's like, Like, that was her voice. (laughs) Chirping along. Yes, you're right about that. Oh, my God. Russell Crowe bellowing. Yes. Bellowing instead of singing. And he looked so pained. He didn't look so (laughs) pained while he was doing it. So, and (laughs) last but not least, look, Anne Hathaway, she's saying this stirring and totally bonkers portrayal of Fantine. Oh, yes. It's pretty insane. She won an Oscar off her famous song, I Dreamed a Dream, which to me, the way she sang that song, she didn't need all that wailing, all that exhibitionist nonsense. The beauty of the song was marred by her sobbing. It really was. Look, I didn't come to watch this bizarre vision play out on screen. I'm upset. I'm upset because people think this is a great movie, a great musical. And that's an insult to great movies and great musicals. Yes, This is a gimmick. That movie is a gimmick. It's a marketing ploy. It's a bastardization of a beloved musical that deserves to have so much more. And I could go on and on about specifics here and there, but like, oh my gosh. So The way I walked out of that theater, I will never forget it. I think we happen to be like at the same showing or something because what? did you go Christmas Day? Like, did you go like Ooh, Christmas? I don't know. This because it came out Christmas Day in yes. 2012, and I, I was with a group of people, uh, people that we know, and I remember walking out of it, and there was like this, like, ugh, coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So before before I saw that movie, that version, yeah, I had decided let me verse myself. Into Les Mis. I obviously knew a couple of like the big songs, One Day More. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a couple that I'm just blanking on the names, but it's okay. Uh, going into it, I decided, let me listen to like the original cast, <laughs> which is so unfair <laughs> to is, do, but yeah, I, I heard that. I heard the 10th anniversary, I heard mm-hmm. the 25th anniversary, yep, just to get different, you know, versions of these yeah, songs. Because the st- it's the same notes, but like everyone's got a different style, different tone, yeah. different inflection, and it shows. And you know, there's going to be some people you prefer and some people you don't. Yeah, yeah. But this movie really just like what tosses everything to the side and it's like we're going to play this realistic. <laughs> this is going to be a real thing. And it's like no, that's not no. what we want. We want the songs. We want, want them the to song. be sung well. I want it to be at, with a semblance of training and. Yes. And expertise, okay? Yes. They were letting the friggin' actors dictate the pacing of the song. Awful. Look, music, music is like doing math. Yes. There's timing to everything. Four by four, five by four, whatever constantly, the timing is. Constantly, they're, they're counting out yeah. measures. Yeah. And if 
just allow somebody with no music, no metronome. Well, they did have a metronome, but if you just let them kind of do their own thing. Just riff. What are you thinking? It's it. It's it's the mix was terrible. Oh, it's it's really bad. Oh, my gosh. Let me let me ask you this. Do you have any any people that you thought were positive in terms of Eddie Redmayne? I thought so, too. Not bad. Even um, the girl that played Eponine, I saw her. Yeah, she was at the 25th. Both times that I saw uh, Les Mis on the stage, she was playing Eponine. Yeah. And she was fantastic, phenomenal. So when they, like, put her in this movie and they don't let her, like, really sing. Right. They don't let her go and wail out. No, she's just standing in the rain being super dramatic. What is this, a Taylor Swift music video? Oh, I was like, oh she's my catching God. stray bullets here. <laughs> They're neutering her. They neutered this this professional singer. Yeah. And she was they like did. the only one. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> she comes from the show. Yes. She has done the show. Done so this like day the fact day. that they just like, hey, we're gonna take you and we're gonna <sighs> make a worse version. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> that doesn't so make sense. Uns- insulting. Yeah, so that insulting. was that was a really bad and you wanna know who directed that? I forget who directed that. Um, our favorite director, oh, no. and I mean that sarcastically, of course, Mr. Tom Hooper, the director <gasps> of The King's Speech and Cats. <laughs> yeah. Lobster and Skittles. One more thing about this movie, Les Mis. Why, why, why did this director decide, you know what I'm going to do? I don't want wide angles. I just want in-your-face camera action. I want to see every pore on this mm-hmm, person's mm-hmm. face. Why? That's Why? the first thing I look for is Hugh Jackman's pores. There's when things he's about like, to sing a there's ballad. medium shots. There's medium <laughs> shots. You know? Let's get yeah. some scenery in here. Mm-hmm. But no, everything's like r- like a quarter inch away from the face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, give the production designer something to do, por favor. Yeah, it, like, it, that was a waste. Why are you all up on these people? They didn't need production design. Oh, my God. It's just Seriously. so... I could go on and on. Okay. You could. Yes. What's all right. Your next uh, let me point? go to another one of mine. This is also another theater grievance that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you something. When you go to buy your ticket, yeah. movie theater, uh-huh. um, most of the movie theaters you go to assign seating, right? Uh, yes. Okay. When you buy that ticket... You have to pick out the seat, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you pick out the seat. <laughs> where is this going? You know where to sit. At least yeah. you have some vague semblance of where to sit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So vague semblance. It's like a specific. Yes. Like New York, the streets are numbered. <laughs> yes. The streets are numbered. So my question is, why is it that there have been multiple occasions? And I, I'm we're not going to be alone on this. Where people just decided, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care if I'm supposed to sit in B2. I'm going to sit in G5. And if the person shows up, I'm just going to be like, well, I got here first. That's not a thing. What? That when is not a thing. Somebody sits such a far away from their own seat. Oh, this has happened. Uh, there have been times where I have gotten to my chair and because I'm trying to miss out on all these different trailers. Uh-huh. And I've walked into the theater. Somebody's in my seat. And I show them the ticket. Like, I 
It's the I've biggest been to, hassle. It's I've, the biggest hassle yeah, to it bring is, up, pull because, out your phone, look for the ticket, show, zoom in on the friggin' seat number, show, yep. confirm that that's your seat, look, look, you're looking at the chair, yeah. fi- finding the friggin' seat number, it's and sure an enough, this person's in your, in your seat. It, they are. That's the problem. And yeah. so then when I go and I sit down after they've gotten up, you see them walk to where their seat is, and it was nowhere near where... <laughs> They were supposed to sit. Right. They just take it as like eh, a suggestion. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I picked this seat, but eh, I don't. I don't want to sit there. I'm in the theater. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the theater. That's not how it works, man. This uh-huh. is not Southwest Airlines. It's not like you could just show up first. There's a reason why you could pick the ticket. Order. So we had this Otherwise issue. It's chaos. Uh, well, we personally did not have this issue, but we have seen this many times right. where there was almost about to be a fight oh start God. at a movie yeah. theater. Remember this? This was at a yes. uh, camera movie. What was it, yesterday? it was yesterday? Yes. It was and the movie the yesterday. Movie had already started. Yes. The movie had already started. And there's this like two guys just there's going back and forth. happening about the friggin' seats. Yeah. It's a hassle. And I'm sorry, but do you not see what seat you're supposed to be in? Or I don't. I don't understand what's this mm-hmm. entitlement of I'm just going to choose a seat even though they told me to pick a seat and I have uh-huh. to sit in the seat I picked. Like yeah. I don't get that entitlement from people. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, everything is assigned seating now. So, Pay attention so to where you're supposed to sit. I have two stories. One is before the change back in the day when you had to show up early, get in line, that whole bit. Mm-hmm. The second one is recent. So – in the first one, I went to see, I don't remember what movie it was, but it was like a bunch of my friends. We were all kind of like tween teenagers and we got, we took, we got, took one of the girl's moms came with us. Okay. And we showed up early and this lady, um, came and again, like she had a very, <laughs> um, fun personality and very kind of like, no, not apologetic for anything. So the mom came and. And she had a specific place in the theater she wanted to sit. So we sit there all in the middle because, again, no assigned seats. We got there early. We get to choose our seat. Right. The theater gets packed. Yeah. Packed. And the movie's close to to start time and a bunch of little girls come in. And when I say little girls, there were like teenagers, like, but they all look the same, like blonde, white, whatever. Could have been so they 11, come in 12. And I, yeah. And I was, they were teenagers, not 11, 12. But anyway, I was on the end of our group, but still, we were all sitting in the middle, but I was on the end. And they come down the row. Obviously, you see them making commotion, looking around for seats because there's no seats. So they come down our row and the little girl goes, I keep saying little girl, but like she was a punk. So she goes, (laughs) hey, um, would you mind like moving down a few seats so that we can all sit together? And I I motion to like get up from the seat. Like I'm already like hands on the on the right, on seat the to get up handles, yeah. To lift to lift my body off the chair. The mom from our group is kind of sitting in the middle, like a few seats down. She leans over over me and goes, mm, "No." <laughs> and I, I, my mouth just dropped. My mouth just dropped. Fantastic. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she did not just do that." And they were like, "What do you mean, no? Are you not going to move down?" She's like, "No, we got here early." Just so that we can pick our seats and we're not moving. These are our seats. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, we're about to fight this gaggle of like white girls in the theater. <laughs> and um, 
no, they just got so mad. And I could hear them like cursing under their breath. They ended up sitting all around close by us because there's like no other seats. There's no other seats. And so some of them sat there and then some of them had to move. They got separated. But like, that's the way the cookie crumbles. If you get there after the movie started, like that, you're out of luck. Like you're not going to sit together. Totally agree. You know, rules of the jungle. Yeah. That's how it used to be. So that was back then, which I'm still like pretty scared about that because she like dug her dug her feet in and was like no we're not moving and i have to this day i have never seen like such balls and she was like no (laughs) we're not moving so recently i went to go see hustlers by myself at an amc theater i went to go see it uh at a dine-in theater okay and i remember it was like i went by myself and i chose my seat and it was like a pretty like in the middle Mm -hmm. section in the middle of the middle section and I chose it. There were no, there were plenty of seats in the theater. It was not a packed theater when I chose my seat. And it's not like I'm choosing a week in advance. Right. So I show up and I show up on time. I sit down and this other lady sits down. The place starts to fill up. And this couple show up and man, they were really annoying. Just like the way <laughs> they were talking, how they were talking. Um, the content of what they were saying, I was like, oh my God, they are so annoying. And they come up and they're like, hey, um, it looks like we have seats on either side of you. Would you mind moving over one so that we could sit together? Okay. And I said, no, I chose this seat. Um, like, it's right. right in the middle. Like, it's optimal viewing of this movie. I'm not moving. You chose the seat. I chose this seat. I, right. I you know, was diligent about my movie going experience and I chose a seat that I would like. So I'm staying. I didn't say all this, but I was just like, no, right. I'm but you stay. just let them know that. No, I chose no, I'm this. staying. I chose a seat. That was basically what I said. And they were like, Oh, okay. So they sit on either side of me, proceed to still talk as if they're <laughs> right next to me. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so annoying. They're so annoying. And, um, the girl that had sat out the, on the end. So it was like the girl, the wife or the girlfriend, me, and then the husband or the boyfriend. Oh, and the girl that was sitting on the end was like, I'll switch with you. Like that. And I was like, oh shit. So the guy gets up and moves to the far side and the, the lady comes and sits by me. As she's coming over, she goes, they would have annoyed the shit out of me. Like that. Like loud. And oh. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get like jumped in this theater because oh my of the whole seat situation, which right. if they knew they were going to come together to the theater, why would they choose seats that were separate? Why would you even fucking sense. risk it? No, it doesn't make any sense to do that. If it's a date night, you want to sit together, choose your seats together. I mean, like, oh my God, I was and- like, if you can't choose in that showing to sit next to each other, pick a different showing then. Honestly, this it's is... It's not our fault, is, the people who chose the seats first, that you wanted to not plan ahead. Oh, my God. I was like, the whole time in the theater, I was replaying that moment when I was younger, seeing whatever movie with that, my friend's mom. And she was like, no, we're not moving. I just like was like, it's the principle of it. Even if I don't care. Yeah. That to change seats, I, it's I, a principle of the thing. Right, because you went yeah. out of your way to actually look and see, you know what? This is the seat I want out of what's left. Mm-hmm. So for someone else to come later on and be like, hey, can you move out of the seat you picked? 
No. 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 Um, I don't understand. Also, this is really a trigger, I guess, because we both have like stuff to say. Yeah, we're both going off on this. My God. I don't understand when you tell somebody that they're in your seat and you take your seat, that they get up with attitude. Oh, yes. What is the attitude? As if I did something wrong? No, bitch. (laughs) You were in my seat. Yes. Yes. How can you how can you have attitude and get up and be murmuring under your breath like come at me for real? Who has the right away? Me. The person with the person F3. with the ticket. Yes. Or E10. Like I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what the number is. I have it on my ticket. You don't. So get up. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't be mouthing off. No, exactly. There's that, no reason to be mouthing off. Not just like when I approach... Say, I'm the, sorry. I can understand if it's a mistake. Oh, right. yeah, no. I'm not going to come at you with attitude. I'm just going to say, no. oh, this is looks like you're in my seat. This is my seat. Right. Now but you then, have to get up and go to your seat. Like, right. There's but no, then there if they no, build like, that attitude back at you... Oh, no. After you just ask them nicely, like, hey, I, this is my seat. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, Like, then my attitude is like, let's go. Hurry up. Come I on. I know. Like, I want to sit down in my seat. We, we're accounting for 25 minutes of, of trailers. So we come yes. at a proper time to sit down and enjoy the movie without all this hullabaloo in front of it. And, like, they're freaking sitting in your seat. <laughs> Warming up your seat. Like, ugh, I can't. It's, I it's, can't. See, this, it, it's a trigger. It's a yes. trigger because it's an annoying, it's an inconvenience, but it can be so annoying that and it's enti- a first world problem. Yes, I totally understand it's a first world problem. It is. <laughs> we used to not have assigned seats like no, oh, no, ten years ago. I will it, give. I'll give you a quick story that I remember, like for midnight showings of movies. Yes, that was a thing. You had to show up and freaking sit there on yes. the floor. You had to dirty sit in line. Yeah. Outside of the actual room, so like down in South Florida, there was the Movie Co. Before it became oh, a Cinemark, yes. the Movie Co. Paradise Twenty Four. That's where all <laughs> the big movies would come out, and people would make lines to see those movies mm-hmm. at midnight. I remember I saw Spider Man there. I saw uh, the Dark Knight. No, I didn't see the Dark Knight. I saw the Dark Knight Rises there. Uh, basically, a wide range of movies. But when it was a midnight showing. No. I was there at 930 yes. because I did not want to give up the chance that I wanted that perfect seat right in the middle, yeah. up in the middle. I didn't want to give up that chance. I'm not going to be the one showing up at 1205 after the trailers already start mm-hmm. when you know mm-hmm. the theater is going to be packed and be like, yeah, I bet I could get a seat where I want. No. No, man. <laughs> Same thing with no. a concert. If you yes. want a good spot. You got to show up if it's general admission. General then admission, you got to yeah. show up. Yes, you have to show up. We did yeah. that for Vampire Weekend. Vampire <laughs> Weekend was performed in Miami. We got general audience. And what did we do? We showed up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a concert yep. that started at 8. They yeah. opened the doors at 7 mm-hmm. and we rushed to get to a good spot yeah. because it was standing room only. So we showed up and then there's people walking in. You know, after oh, yeah, eight, I'll just shove my way to the front. Yeah, like, I'll just shove no. my way to the front. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, is this is a trigger. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, I have one last one last official thing to talk about. Yep. Uh, it's my best friend's wedding. 
where are you going with this? Because <laughs> so, my best um, friend's wedding is one of my favorite movies. It's, I know it's pretty untouchable. So I, I just had to talk about it. So 1997 stars Julia Roberts again and Dermot Mulroney, not the other one. Not plus, Dylan McDermott. Not Dylan McDermott <laughs> plus Cameron Diaz. So look, I love the movie. I love it to pieces, but it's not perfect. I have issues. Okay. So, like, when Michael and Julie are talking at the baseball game about what he likes about Kimmy and why he loves her, he says, when I hug her, even in public, I don't have to let go right away. She lets me hold her as long as I want. And the difference between Julie and Kimmy is that Julie would always pull away from hugs. Yeah, I don't know why this one jumps out at me, but, like, what? (laughs) She lets you hold her in public (laughs) so you think she's the one? That is insane to me. I guess they're trying to like juxtapose the girls. They're like, trying to juxtapose One's them. uncomfortable with um, physicality it, and you know, displays, public of, displays affection. of affection. But, uh, what? <laughs> she lets me hold her as long as I want. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's very young to say that and be like, yeah. And yet. She lets me hold her. <laughs> right. Uh, and yet he was. 28. I put that in quotes because that does not look like a 20-year-old man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a full-blown man. That's a full-blown <laughs> That blown is not man. a 28-year-old. Okay. So let's talk about Kimmy for a second. So Kimmy okay. Here we go. is not graduating from college. She right. instead is dropping out after her junior year to go on the road with Michael because he's a sports reporter who lives out of a suitcase. I'm sorry, but like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> He had, and then, and then he has a huge fit when Kimmy suggests that he work for her father, and she finishes school. Right. It, it, he's like outraged. It's like a monumental outburst. He even screams, "Fine, I'm an insensitive, chauvinistic asshole." And like, yeah, he is. <laughs> How dare he not consider her dreams? Her career, she wanted to be an architect. She's still in school for crying out loud. He makes it seem like it's all or nothing. He makes no money doing something he loves or he's absolutely miserable at making decent money. No compromise. He already was like pressured by the family because he felt, and he felt emasculated because Kimmy came from money and like a naive kid, he thinks that working for more than pennies means selling out. What? Such Has he even terrible. looked at the price of milk lately? <laughs> Forget about trying to buy a house. It was... Re- I have not... Look, every time I watch this movie, and I watch it pretty often, a few times a year, because I love the movie. It's so good. But some of those things, like, I don't know if Michael's worth fighting for. I mean, you make some very good points. Um, Go he, there, he's can't not. finish college. No, I know. You're, you're like, right. That's ridiculous. Not even bachelor's it's not like no i know it's not even her bachelor's like she's not even finishing her bachelor's it remind so that that point of the job that he has yeah. uh, reminds me of there's another podcast the rewatchables from the ringer and they did this movie my best friend's yeah. wedding and so they have a section that's called what's aged the worst oh and so <laughs> well this yes yeah. certainly aged really badly and oh and especially his line of work which is sports journalism. Sports journalism. Newspapers are like dying everywhere. <laughs> sports Illustrated just 
shut down pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like his profession, <laughs> even at that profession. time, even at that time where he was like, I'm going to be taking a trip from Cleveland to San Antonio, like such a terrible ass trip. And then she wants to be an architect. Yes. That like, sucks. I'm sorry. She she's the one that deserves she the job. She wins. Yeah. yeah. She wins. Yeah. Sports journalist take care of you in old age when you're yes. making pennies on sports journalism. It's probably going to be her skills and her architecture degree. Yes. Why exactly. don't you think about that? Right. The fact right. that he blows up, like it's like out of the question. It's and then so she's dumb. like, the way she's like freaks out and she starts crying and she's like, "Oh no, you're right, you're right, I'm wrong, oh, I'm so wrong." Yeah, and you're right about like, that. Uh, 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 like stand your ground, bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Why That's you want to marry that fool? That's funny. He that is, is a fool. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, it's a really good movie that I really... Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite rom-coms. Yeah. I really uh, enjoy it. Okay. I'm glad I got that off my chest here. So All right. I'll give you the couch. What's, ne- what's next for you? Uh, this is my final one. <gasps> okay. Um, so we've been doing this podcast now for almost two years where we're approaching our 100th very soon episode. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah. that yeah, we're very, it's very exciting. Um, now something that we've been become a part of uh, <laughs> through Twitter is hashtag film Twitter. Yeah. Now, uh, film Twitter is a very this. interesting place. You're gonna do this. It's a very interesting place <laughs> because there's a lot of opinions on film Twitter. Uh, some of them are out there. Some of them are. Uh, you know, pretty consensus or stuff like that. But there's one movie okay. that I don't understand why the love for it. Okay. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay. And <laughs> Film Twitter loves this movie. All right. Um. And it's the movie Mad Max Fury <laughs> Road. <laughs> you could have picked 10 other movies. Oh, I could have. There's yeah. so many other movies. But this one, I okay. just had to talk about it because right. I decided to rewatch it you not did? that long ago. Yes, within the last month. Oh. I was able to buy it on DVD for five bucks. No, I'm sorry, Blu ray for five oh, bucks. Okay. You know? I so was I like, thought, DVD, you know, they stole their money. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it was DVD, they would have stolen my money. Uh, so I decided to watch it. And overall, I came out the same way that I came out from the theater back in 2015. Uh-huh. Fun movie. Lots of action. Pretty yeah. cool visuals. And overall, good time. <laughs> so what I don't understand is how people can claim for this movie to be one of the best movies of the <laughs> decade. Oh, no. Because here's another thing. When we were doing our research for the best of the decade... Yeah. Something that kept popping up on almost every damn list you look up mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. top five somewhere. Fury Mad Road. Max Fury Road. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Like, what are they seeing? What are they seeing? Yeah. A movie with no plot. <laughs> a movie that's just an action sequence that's been extended for an hour and a half. Oh, my God. And I'll go as far as to say it's not even the best action movie of the decade. Because oh. there's a man by the name of John Wick who would like to have a conversation. So... <laughs> Like, I don't get this whole thing of, ooh, 
man, that was awesome. Oh, that was God. a, I, I think people even said like it was a feminine conquest because, you know, Charlize the Theron was in the role and she was the real star of the movie and it should have been called Mad Max Furiosa <laughs> and like just all this stuff about a movie that is just a good action flick. Yeah, That's really like, all it is. It's pretty mindless. People like conflate the fact that, oh man, this movie was all done with uh practical effects uh-huh, so yeah. it must be good that's no 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 it's <laughs> that's not the reason why it's good yeah. and people claim that the villain of the movie is one of the best villains you're talking about that guy who's in a mask and he's all fat and can't really like <laughs> do anything except you, like drive a car I that's one like of the best vil- yes he's <laughs> one of the best villains of all time get the hell out of here man <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand how you could put something like Mad Max Fury Road, which is just 100% adrenaline action, which is fine, but you mm-hmm. can't put it against something narratively good. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. like okay, yeah. I, there's so many movies, obviously, I would take ahead of it. But like the fact that people would argue and say, oh, Mad Max Fury Road is better than Inception. I'm just like, what the hell? Are, are you out of your mind? Like, and I've seen that. I've seen that on lists. I've seen that people people actually say stuff, dumb stuff like that. Like, that's one of the best movies they've ever seen. What movies are you watching if that's one of the best movies you've ever seen? Like, do you not go to the movies or something? Like, what are we I doing here? I feel you. I feel this. Like, this is, it's ridiculous. And then... Like, just the praise of the script. I'm sorry, what? What? What script? <laughs> what script are we talking about? Look, Isn't this movie... Isn't this the one where they, like, feed on milk or something? Like... Uh, yeah, like, the movie is a technical achievement. I will give it that. That movie, the practical effects are great. The editing is great. Even The, the fire guitar. Uh, yeah, the fire guitar. The fire guitar. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack by uh, JL, uh, JX Junkie. Um, it's a really good soundtrack. Like there's yeah. components to it that make it an enjoyable experience. But Overall, best of the decade. C-. Get the hell out of here. C minus. Get the hell out of here with the best of the decade. Like mm-hmm. I just don't like it was bothering it me. Compute. It doesn't compute. It doesn't because it was bothering me that entire time when we were doing research for our best of the decade that it's just sat with me like why do so many people think that Mad Max Fury Road is great? Another one was when uh, I'm part of this movie Slack. So Slack, the app where you can communicate. And so it's a bunch of movie fans. We all follow the Slash Film Podcast. And so we talk about movies. And we did a best of the decade bracket. Mm -hmm. And so along the way, people, you know, were having arguments of, I can't believe this is going to lose to that movie. And then, then, of course, of course. But. People along the way were like, well, it doesn't matter because Mad Max Fury Road's going to win it all anyway. And there was multiple people saying that. And I was like, that can't be real. No, this can't happen. So when Mad Max Fury Road loses in the bracket, <laughs> before like getting to the championship level, people were losing their minds in the bracket. And it was just like, <laughs> how the hell did Fury Road get eliminated? Blah, blah, blah. How dare you vote for Inside Out over Fury Road? I was just like. Easily. And so people were just losing it. And it was like, (laughs) so, and what's even worse is that it came down to a tiebreaker. And so the committee, which I was a part of, uh, (laughs) voted out Mad Max Fury Road. said bye. (laughs) And yeah, I basically, 
I basically <laughs> was that judge that bad score and just walked away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Ooh. Like, I, I understand good filmmaking by uh, George Miller. Yeah. Good filmmaking. The craft is there. The craft is there. It is. Script is not. No. Neither is the plot. No, the plot's non-existent. No, it's just a giant chase scene extended for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then, you know what they decide to... You know what the climax of the movie is? Oh, I don't know. The climax of the movie is, let's run it back the same way we just ran through. (laughs) That's basically what they did. They go out of the desert. They're being chased. They get away for a while, and they decide, you know what? We got to dismantle everything from the inside, so we're just going to run it back. (laughs) Seriously, that is the movie. Come on, man. So that is my final airing of Grievance tonight. All right. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus to the rest of us. How are you feeling, Jessica? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, too. I'm sure there's more where that came from, but like this, these really bother me things that just irk us no man it's like beyond well it's beyond irking well like we could spend time just like i could spend time like going over like talking about kevin costner (laughs) because he's so like annoying to me or les mis amelie freaking assigned seating like that took us a while to get through because we had so much to get off our chest we have horror stories like guys tell us what things bother you in movies in the movie going experience because we can't be alone and thinking like there needs to be a group therapy session there really does we need to talk about these things that weigh us down <laughs> yes that, <laughs> that, that if we could solve one or two of these problems <laughs> Film Twitter and the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. I I will say that. I'll go that far. Mm -hmm. Film Twitter would be more bearable to scroll (laughs) through. (laughs) If you just quit that Fury Road business. Thank you. Uh, Now, if this is your first time listening, what an episode to choose to listen to first. (laughs) Um, We are not normally like this. Normally, we are much more reserved and measured. And positive. Uh, but if this happened to be your first episode and you liked it, go ahead and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you really like us, and uh, this goes so far for us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way. It shows that people are listening and engaging with us and they like what we're doing. So go ahead and do that. Speaking of engaging with us, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're all over the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Always Critic Pod. You can stay up to date on our latest episodes, our reviews, which we actually do review movies that come out in theaters, not just like rants about ones that are 20 years old. Um, Yeah, so just come hang out with us. We're a lot more active on our Instagram now, and of course, we're we're on film Twitter. We're on Twitter day in and day out. Um, we love to talk with you guys and um, ask some questions. Like like today, we asked ourselves these questions. Like, what is giving you the hangup? What are these movies that are bothering you? And not just movies, but also actual ex- 
movie going experience stuff Mm -hmm. it could be even at your house even like (laughs) you know how viewing a movie at your house what bothers you about that i know we all have something for sure now uh before we get out of here, yeah, what's up? what are we going to be doing next week? Are we going to be reviewing a movie finally? Because it yeah. feels like it's been a while. It has, Besides Birds well, of Prey. We reviewed Birds of Prey and we watched the photograph. We did. We watched Sonic. Yes, we did. Um, and then we tapped out on Call of the Wild. No, nah, so. yeah, we were like, we can't do that. Mm-mm. So... so it's not Emma, right? We're not watching no, Emma. No, it's not Emma, unfortunately. Emma is in limited run and won't be near us this week, upcoming weekend. The only main movie this upcoming weekend is The Invisible Man, oh! starring Elizabeth Olsen, which, if you've seen the trailer. You Elizabeth kn- Olsen? I'm sorry. Um, it is. No, it's. Uh, Why no. am I blanking on her name? Peggy from Mad Men. Why am I blanking on her name? The Scientologist. No. Okay. Yes. You are <laughs> right. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth there she Moss. Is. Sorry. Yeah, Moss. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, completely different person. I know. I was like, what movie completely are we watching now? Completely different person. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's the one. Maybe. Uh, we, we're we not 100% sure. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Although... Sean Fennessy from The Ringer has already seen this movie and he actually liked it. And I was like, really? Like, this is not what I expected. I thought they gave away a lot in the trailer, but... Uh, it gives away the entire movie. At least that's how I feel. It, it Like, it's surprising that... <laughs> why would anybody see it after you watch the trailer? Because it's almost... He really the- is the Invisible Man. There's no mystery. <laughs> and the entire... Like, you see the climax of the movie in the trailer. No... <laughs> Okay, like you we'll can save tell. It. We gotta save this. Let's yeah, save we it. gotta save it. We'll see if that's the one we review. Maybe it is. Maybe it's so terrible <laughs> that we'll have fun with it, or maybe it's surprisingly good. But we'll find out uh this. I hope it's this year's Greta. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> uh, Where, Greta people some people liked Greta. Yeah, I know. People like Greta. I don't I don't get that one. I don't get that one. That mm. one that one bored me. That one bored me. <laughs> see, like I know we have a joke about Serenity, yes, and how bad of a movie, which is terrible. Oof! But it is such a joy to talk about that movie because it's so bad and so out there. <laughs> Greta is just boring. I I don't want to talk about that movie, but Serenity is just like, can you believe that movie came out? <laughs> so overall, there's we're still in. That, that bad season. time. We're still in that bad season. Yeah. Maybe the Invisible January, Man pulls us out of it. Maybe it doesn't. I hope but it does, but usually. Maybe it does. I mean, but, January and February is like, swim at your own risk, bro. Oof, like, yeah, it is. It is. There's no lifeguard a, out. <laughs> There's no lifeguard out. <laughs> <laughs> we are the lifeguards, actually. Oof. Yes, we are. All right. Hey. With that said, that has been our episode. I'm Rico. I'm Jessica, and this has been the Always the Critic Podcast.